Welcome to your Active's Tech Podcast. I am Mathieu Bollet, a tech journalist at your Active. This week, we will look into a long-awaited proposal from the European Commission aiming at tackling child sexual abuse online. For an overview of the tech policies in the EU, make sure to sign up to our free newsletter or visit our website. This is your Active's Tech Podcast. C-S-A-M. You may have heard these letters before, and if you follow what's going on in Brussels, you won't be able to ignore them in the coming months. C-S-A-M, or CSAM, stands for Child Sexual Abuse Material, and that is exactly what the European Commission wants to fight with this new proposal presented a few weeks ago. The key but controversial provision of the new regulation would force tech platforms to scan the communication of their users to detect CSAM upon a detection order coming from national authorities. While children's organizations have been receiving this provision very well, it also sparked a lot of concerns for privacy defenders, fearing it would lead to an indiscriminate and disproportionate intrusion into our lives and would undermine encryption. The battle between the two camps is shaping up to be tough, but let's hear it from them directly. I am first very happy to be joined by Dan Sexton, the Chief Technical Officer at the Internet Watch Foundation, a British child safety non-profit. Hi, Dan. Hello. So uh, thank you very much for, for, for joining today. I know you have been closely following the discussion leading to, to the CSAM proposal by the European Commission a few weeks ago. Am I going too far if I say that you are quite happy with it? No, I'm, so I, I'm, I the IWF really welcomes the proposals. Um, I, I think they're very bold, um, probably some of the most aggressive measures we've seen so far in, in the battle to protect children online, um, but very welcome. You've released a report a few weeks ago at IWF saying that the EU has become, and I quote here, a destination of choice when it comes to hosting abusive imagery. How do we explain that? Well, the thing is a combination of reasons uh, why we see so much hosting in the EU. Um, there's very good internet infrastructure there, uh, and there's uh, there's very strong um, uh, laws that protect um, and make it very difficult, actually, to remove content when, when it has been traced there. And that has meant that it's been, um, uh, it continues to be uh, a place which is um, uh, desirable to host content. Is there, back to the proposal now, is there any provisions in the proposal that you would like to see maybe like clarify or even for, for some of them strengthen? Well, I think the proposals they've gone for, I think, are uh, really have been uh, probably the most very proportionate and effective. Um, I think mandatory, dete- mandatory detection in particular, I think is a really important um, part of the um, obligations that they have placed on, on providers there. Um, it's great to see already we have platforms which scan voluntarily for mm-hmm. known child sexual abuse content, but for scanning to be really effective, it needs to be happening uh, everywhere that CSAM is being shared. So the, the only way we can say to a child, to show them that your image will never be shared or never be found on the internet is to ensure that everywhere it is possible for it to be uploaded and shared, that detection is happening. And I think that's, that's a really important thing. And I think regulation, long said, regulation is really part of a, a range of measures that need to be in place alongside technology and, and, and policy. And what about this new EU centre? What are your expectations about it? Um, so the, the EU centre, I, um, I think we are certainly supportive of that. Um, IWF has long been a member of the InHope network of hotlines, 
um, which are, are active across the EU and non-EU states. Uh, and we hope that the EU centre is going to be uh, complementary and be able to support and expand on, on the work those hotlines have been doing and organisations like, like uh, Europol, which have, again, also had a been very active in, in the role, role of uh, fighting child sexual abuse material mm-hmm. online. And, and, and the proposal has also sparked a lot of concerns that you've probably heard of already over privacy and how this um, new regulation could lead to the mass and most importantly, maybe indiscriminate scanning of our private conversations. What do you make of these concerns? Well, I think the first point is it, within the um, proposal, um, it is very clear that the in order for companies to be obliged to, to carry out any of these measures, they first need to assess the risk Uh, the level of risk to their services they have of being potentially abused to host child sexual abuse material. So it's only once an organization which has assessed that risk um, and found that there is a high risk of dissemination of child sexual abuse material or Mm -hmm. high risk of solicitation of children that they then have to go to um, implement uh, mitigation measures. And I think that's very reasonable. If a company sit, finds that there's a lot of child sexual abuse material, images and videos of children being sexually abused, tortured and raped on their platform, they should take action to detect and remove that material. I, that's very reasonable. What else could they possibly do if that seems the only thing they could should be doing? So I think that risk, risk assessment is is really important. And I, and I think it's something we always need to bear in mind when talking, looking at the technical measures or the mitigation measures that they've proposed is that you, it, it, they only apply to organ, organizations which either have or have a high risk of that material grooming or sexual abuse material being present. And is tech meant to be like the one and only solution or shall it maybe belong to a broader range of measures? Oh, it has to be a broad range of measures. Absolutely. There's, there's, there's no silver bullet for these things. There's no one technology that will solve all uh, our problems. Really, I think that there needs to be a combination, and, and the proposals are very clear on, 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 on what they are targeting, but child sexual abuse uh, and child sexual material online needs to be a combination of education understanding. It needs to have good technology, which is able to detect content, behavior, um, good policy and protection to, to ensure that children are treated safely online and minimizing contact with adults and other measures, and also reg- good regulation. As I mentioned before, it's no good having great technology if people don't use it. So regulation has to ensure that, that where there is successful technology that is efficient and effective at finding and preventing abuse, that all organizations mm-hmm. that use this, all organizations where there is high risk are using it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much, Dan, for, for your time. I guess the conversation is only getting started and we will get to discuss about this uh, some more as the file moves uh, forward. But thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much. So my second guest today is Ella Jakubowska, a policy advisor at the European Digital Rights Network. Hi, Ella. Thank you very much for, for joining. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, so I know that at Hedry, you've also been following quite a lot, uh, the CSAM proposal. And I also understand, and you'll tell me if I'm wrong, that um, you're quite concerned about this, right? So why is the proposal such a bad idea, according to you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to know where to start because there's really some fundamental problems in the proposal that's been put forward. Um, you know, we're coming at this from the perspective of the human right to privacy, um, but also things like the integrity of secure communications that really provide the foundation of our 
our online lives, you know, everyone from journalists and human rights defenders like you and me, uh, through to doctors, lawyers, governments, you know, we all rely on being able to have secure private communications um, and also to be able to trust in our broader online infrastructure. And our, our central problem is that this proposal really attacks the essence of private secure communications. Um, it could have a huge impact on people's freedom of expression. And mm -hmm. by making the internet a less secure and less safe place, it really harms all of us. And that includes children. Um, you know, so this proposal is about helping children, um, protecting children. This is a vitally important um, aim of the proposal, but we need to make sure that we are doing the right things and not introducing measures that would actually be counterproductive to that aim. But what I understand also from what you're saying is that tech might not be the right solution for, for this, or at least not the, it shouldn't be the only solution according to you, right? Exactly. This is an incredibly complex um, picture. And, and you look at a lot of work that's been done by um, whether it's child rights organizations or uh, commissions looking into uh, child abuse. And really, there's a a really clear message that we need things like awareness raising and education. We need methods for young people, for victims and survivors to be able to report abuse. We need reforms of the police and judicial systems that deal with these cases. We need uh, more rules on police, you know, rules requiring police to take down abuse content, for example. So it's a, it's a much broader picture. And one of the essential problems in the Commission's proposal is that they're rushing into requiring online service providers like social media platforms through this law to use technologies that don't exist. Um, you know, there are no technologies that can safely scan people's private messages um, in encrypted environments. There are no reliable technologies that can scan all of our images and know what is abuse and what isn't. There are no, there's no technology that can predict from text whether something is grooming. Um, it, these, these things are, are not real. They do not work. And so it's incredibly dangerous to be forcing companies to subject all of our online lives to either non-existent or, or dodgy technologies. I've, I've likened it to if the commission put forward a law saying doctors have to cure cancer or be legally liable. I mean, yes, curing cancer is a, an incredibly legitimate aim, just like protecting children from abuse. But the fact that we want to tackle it doesn't mean that we have all the technologies that can do all of these things. It's not always the solution. And, and so we really need to pay more attention to be more, um, you know, careful, actually, mm -hmm. about, about the solutions that are being put forward. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, that's at really at, at the core of the debate here. It's about like what, which tech solutions are going to, uh, to, to be put forward, because that's what the commission has, has emphasized a lot is that the proposal is meant to be um, technology neutral, right? Uh, but what about encryption? This is what you were saying earlier. Are you worried this would undermine encryption as well? Yes, we are incredibly worried that the proposal would undermine encryption. And 
it's it's frankly not accurate when the commission says that this proposal is technologically neutral that's it's almost a get out of jail free card that they're using because they're putting obligations onto platforms and you know, other communication services that would require those services to break encryption which would be incredibly dangerous for all of us um, but then saying oh, you know, we're not telling you how to do it. We're just telling you that you need to achieve a certain outcome. And so, you know, they're washing their hands, really, of the fact that this would break encryption. And that's actually explicitly noted in the impact assessment that accompanies the proposal. It actually reveals that this is not technologically neutral because a huge part of the proposal is to encourage and incentivize platforms and services to do whatever they think is appropriate to mm -hmm. reduce the risk on their platform of, of this content being shared. And it actually says in that impact assessment that using client-side scanning is one of the methods that the commission would recommend. Mm -hmm. Client-side scanning is a technique that you know, the cybersecurity community, the privacy and digital rights community are unequivocal. This is an, an incredibly dangerous method. It cannot be done without depriving all of us to our, of our rights to private and secure communications. There's no way to do it in a targeted way or to only um, get the quote unquote bad guys. This will affect all of us. And yet that impact assessment also notes that that technology is not reliable. So it's quite disingenuous to say that this is technologically neutral or that it wouldn't you know, pose those really serious risks to our secure communications. As you know, the, the, the proposal was is, is only the, the first step uh, in the procedure now that the, the MEPs in the member states are, have to um, review it and possibly amend it. Are you calling on the MEPs and the member states to, to introduce more safeguards now? Well, at this point, what we're saying is that this proposal is is so bad, it it's not compatible with EU, EU human rights law or the case law of the Court of Justice. If it goes through in this form, it's going to get invalidated in court. And that's not good for anyone because we all share the goal of making sure that children are properly protected and finding the right ways to do that. So actually, at this stage, what we're saying is that the commission needs to do better. This proposal should go back to the drawing board and should actually look at what are the best ways to tackle this issue without having this disastrous uh, impact on not only the privacy and security of people in the EU, but it's going to have an impact on the entire world. You cannot break encryption in the EU and have it remain secure elsewhere. So we really think that we need to revisit this problem. And as digital rights groups, we've been offering our expertise, you know, our technological knowledge to the commission. We would love to work with children's rights groups, child protection organizations with the commission to figure out collectively what is the best solution that's going to absolutely help children because child rights groups have that expertise and that's really valuable. But then we can bring to the table, well, how do we make sure that we do this in a way that doesn't unduly infringe or, you know, break the essence of the right to privacy? How do we do this in a way that is targeted, that is effective, that's based in evidence? Because that's another real problem with the Commission's proposal is that there's a real lack of evidence of effectiveness of, of what they're putting forward. And the only statistics that 
claim accuracy for the sorts of tools that they're proposing are statistics that come from the companies that develop those tools. There's no independent assessment. It's really lacking rigor um, at the moment, this proposal. So we are pointing to things like the fact that the commission is in fact, now reviewing the 2011 Child Sexual Abuse Directive, which looks at the obligations on member states. And actually, if you look at the evidence, you can see a lot of police forces across Europe are failing to take down child abuse material, are failing in their obligations. And we think it's really important to look as intensively at those kinds of areas and how member states can fulfill their responsibilities. Because we agree that the EU is failing children right now. That's not up for debate. More needs to be done. And when it comes to the online environment, we think then it's also worth looking into things like reporting in terms of how young people could report abuse on a platform or have more access, whether it's to law enforcement, to social services. There are many things that we can do that are not going to attack digital rights. And I think that's what we need to explore together. Well, thank you so much for, for your time, Ella. I will keep in touch, of course, to see how much of your feedback will be taken into account or over the next stages of the proposal. But thanks a lot. Thank you. The CSAM proposal is only indeed at the beginning of the procedure and still needs to be reviewed by both the European Parliament and the Member States at the Council. If you want to make sure you won't miss any of the developments, don't forget to subscribe to your Active Tech newsletter and visit our website. Talk to you next week.